everyone, and welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name is Zach, and this week, I'm joined by the regular crew once again. I'm joined uh, by everybody here. Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm back. It's been a while. You're back. It's welcome. true. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing, Logan? I am front and center uh, in this GM seat, um, slightly... Mm-hmm. Slightly uh, jealous of your being back from the amazing travels and adventures that you had across the seas. True. Zoe, you're here with us too. How are you doing? I am good. I, I am Schrodinger Zoe. I am here and not here at the same time. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and uh, Zach, uh, you're, you're doing good, right? You sound like you're doing I'm good. Di- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good today. Uh, I'm here with my friends playing... Yeah. Some more seventh C today. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, joined by Zoe, uh, coming back as electo. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy we we asked you to join us because this is a blast with more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really I'm, is. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I I normally run seventh C and don't get to play often. Right. I gotta say, I'm I'm not exactly certain that Andreas is crazy about having Electo <laughs> around, but Mark is ecstatic that Zoe is here. So <laughs> he'll screw, get used to it. Yeah, screw Andreas; he can suffer. Yeah, and that's why we call it role playing because yeah. you don't exactly, like torturing exactly. your characters. Uh, well so (laughs) as as logan said earlier he is in the gm seat this week and probably for the next couple seeing how we uh we like to take some time with our stories but uh but i'll hand things over to him and uh we'll get going all right well to bring you into the story we've all been thinking about and and living in We're going to follow the flight of an owl. We pan in on the islands of the Numenari approach in a moon-filled, starry night. Like an owl on the prowl, we glide over docked boats tethered to weathered harbors and shattered temples with toppled pillars of marble and gold, the vestiges of an empire long lost. Amongst the ruins, rocks, and hills is the sprawling villages and cities of the Numen people. One particular city draws our owl's attention, and we bank to the east a little, Soaring over the river city of Tyrion to a massive manor on a hill. The manor, or what remains of it, is scorched and smoking. The majestic gardens that once covered the front yard in to the manor house are a scorched ruin, much like the manor itself. However, unlike the manor, the gardens have been consumed by a circular burn pattern entirely separated from the flames that consumed the manor itself, leaving a singed belt of hedgerow between the wrecked garden and the king's estates. From this avian view, it's almost as if the finger of Theus stretched out to crush this place with a third prophet's fury. Catching the flame-fueled drafts, our owl banks up and away, and as it does, it releases some of its water, which we follow down with a plop 
as it puts out a single finger of a blaze. With the sizzle of smoke rising, a moth curls away from the manor, fluttering on warm air currents. The cool breezes of the summer night mix with the hot currents from this fire, and from the view of the moth who fly with great velocity down over the city to the seaport, where another flame draws our attention. Gliding closer, we see men and women scurrying with buckets in hand, trying to put out a fire on a ship, a familiar ship, the beautiful brig we all know and love, the Theonis Cleos. The roar of fire flashes across our view, and we are but smoke, rising from a quelled fire and the splashes of seawater from a bucket. Holding the wooden canister is a dashingly attractive, dark-haired man in his early 30s, Captain Andreas. What are you doing as the fire seems to be coming under control? Looking over the ship, most of the rigging has fire damage and the canvas is completely wrecked. You see singed parts, but the heart of the ship, the bones, the body of your love is still here, still fine. What do you do? Well, obviously we're still putting the, the final, uh, final flames out, so there's a lot of organizing with that. Also repairing a lot of probably some of the stay rigging uh, to make sure that uh, that uh, that damage is is repaired as fast as possible to help hold the, the things into place. Okay, so you're still in damage repair. You hear the yeah. of the explosion behind you a couple minutes ago. Your arrows kind of you know echoing from from that, even though it was way up the hill, half mile away, whatever. Gotcha. So you know that it happened, but you're still focused here on your ship and making sure it's all okay. So. I would like you to roll me a something to deal with the ship itself. This is going to be a bit of a risk based on there are three details you could miss. Okay. I'm assuming probably wits, uh, wits sailing would be a best approach for my knowledge of, of ship repairs and uh, that that. sort of stuff. Yeah. And ocean's favorite. I gain one bonus die for any risks you take aboard your ship. Yep. I would agree. So if that applies, you are you are on the ship and around the ship and on the docks and pier and whatever else not, but it's all pertaining to your ship. So I think Perfect. it applies here. Okay, flare as well. Oops. I don't know. Give me some flare. Tell me. Tell me the things that you would be most worried about getting wrecked on your ship. Obviously, the stay rigging. You know, you just said the stay rigging is probably the most vulnerable. I'm sure some of that got burned away. So that's what I'm kind of focusing on to to keep the masts. Uh, firmly in place. The canvas, uh, just making sure that it's it's struck and out of the way, not causing more damage at the moment. We can repair ca- canvas later. We've we've been pumping seawater on here. We're going to have to check the bilges to make sure that uh, there's not too much flooding down there. Sure. We may have to start pumping water off as well. Other than that, you know, some of the woodwork, you know, cutting away some of the damaged stuff we can again we can repair that later but mostly the 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 rigging to to make sure that everything is is staying in place is kind of the primary focus awesome i'd even give you two for flair and one because it's the first time rolling this for this session because logan is a landlubber and doesn't know all these cool fun phrases and things (laughs) so thank you for adding the flavor that i don't have (laughs) awesome okay four six wow no traders all right. That's uh, unfortunate for you, Logan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. No yep. traitors for me. Okay. Well, 
The first thing you notice is, again, it's easy to get on parts of the ship because the flames here didn't start from one edge and roll to the other. It started from the middle and spread out. You are correct. Mm. The stay rigging is a bit fucked as, you know, what's in the middle is off to the masts. So you're having yeah. to deal with that. There also is a weird pervasive flame that keeps that you have like three people that are by the, the ropes that are tying your ship to the pier itself. And they mm, keep putting okay. out that flame and it keeps reigniting wet <laughs> wet rope, which is weird because it shouldn't do that. So it just keeps trying to like burn away that rope to get your ship disconnected and floating off into the middle of the bay. And then, yes, you are oh. noticing that the ship itself is having some some floating issues as there's too much water and other stuff on there. And it's starting to to weigh down and get a little low. Yeah, definitely pump, pumping that out. Um, I will uh, I will. Be spending uh, sending some orders then to cast a new rope to the docks, okay. So we can just cut away the rope that is that is continuing to burn before it spreads. Um, sure. Oh, is there some way to save that rope so we can ana analyze the fire? <laughs> An asbestos blanket would be fantastic. Modern, the modern thing to do, but right. uh, think on that for yeah. a second. As okay, you were good. shouting, get another line, we have the camera pan over, and we see Briggs coming up from somewhere else on the pier, holding something. I'm going to say you grab something on the way. And again, it's your call, Briggs, whether you want to have always, quote, been here, or if you want the captain to see you now, if you want anything to be noticed about you. You were, you were pretty freaking sneaky last time, so I'm just going to kind of let that float, that you're still kind of <clears throat> flickering in and out of the shadows, so to speak. So it's your call, yeah. whether you want the captain to have seen you, or if you just want to come up on the scene and act like you've always been here, whatever. Your call. I'm less concerned about seeming like I've been here the whole time, but I, f I find something funny about uh, Briggs just popping out of nowhere. It's like, wait, weren't you? Uh, don't doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and then going <laughs> right. on with his business. Um, so probably I want to. I want to. Mm, I'm going to find my best way onto the ship while being kind of stealthy still. Okay, perfect. Make a quick stop by my cabin real quick. And, you know, the easiest uh, way to stop by our cabin is just to, you know, click your heels, Dorothy, and, and take a couple steps across the places <laughs> that people can. <laughs> but yeah, I'll just try and get on the, on the ship and the normal way be, be kind of stealthy here. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's easy enough, if it's difficult, I'll probably spend a hero point. Your call. Yeah, you'd be running into people and stuff and probably somebody throw you a bucket or, you know, shout at you to do something in the chaos that everybody's shouting commands and trying to do stuff, even though you're, you know, one of the ranking officers. Uh, I'll probably spend that hero point. Okay. I'll go for it. Perfect. Describe how you float across the water and into the window that is your cabin. So I'm, uh, I'm guessing Briggs would come from a, a back alleyway on uh on the docks here okay and while people rush by and rush up the the gangplank just tending to do do different things he'll try and blend in with the crowd uh and as soon as he gets close enough to the ship he'll uh use his his boots and uh dart almost off the the side of the the pier here um but basically just run across <laughs> okay uh just just straight like he's still like he's still walking on on the pier there but just kind of sweep around to the other side of the ship there sure and maybe hop in a um 
maybe a side window on the backside or um, just kind of get in there unseen. And as you do, you kind of slide uh, across the water. And as you start stepping up towards the window that is for your cabin, we see the water pushing up with you like little hands, skeletal hands, help pushing you up and holding you there. And you just step in. You're in. That's spooky at all. (laughs) No, no, it's totally fine. Normal, completely normal. Theos blesses this. Everything's fine. Happens every day. You don't have a a spooky passenger helping you inside windows? (laughs) Of course not. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it's just the basic insurance plan. God. Spooky man to help you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you slide in. What are you trying to get from there? What do you want to see? I'm just trying to get to uh, my cabin to drop off what I have. Is your cabin in the aft of the ship near the captain's cabin? Yeah, it would probably be back with the, probably I would say the, commanding quarters would probably be all close together okay uh you can see that the right next to you where you're at there has been some fire damage but your cabin is still fine it's mostly just like you can see the the singeing and the the weird uh deformation that comes on wood mm-hmm. but it's not like on fire right now or charcoal so to speak so your cabin's okay. fine for the moment yeah i'll just uh slip in drop off what i have and uh and then kind of make my way to where things need to be helped with. Okay. Did you go back and grab from the hole? Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you we hear on the camera a bit of a... And you set down your load. And then are heading back up uh, on the deck. Uh, you show up right next to the captain as he, he is thinking and shouting something about this rope that keeps setting itself on fire. What is the captain saying or doing right now? The captain is saying, first, fetch a lantern. Bring a lantern. So once a, a, you know somebody brings a lantern, I'm going to use the flame to light the lantern and kind of close that mm. off. Then Ooh. I want to attach a weight to the rope, you know, something, so we can throw it out into the water and it'll sink. It won't float away and start any more fires. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like this. This is cool. Um, sure. <laughs> the flame itself is trying to catch everything on fire. It catches onto the the wick of the lantern too easily, like it's trying to set the entire brass body of the lantern on fire, not just the wick. Oh, like it's kind of sure. like, woof, roars real quick and like just goes really easily. And you can actually see that instead of it just burning on the wick itself, like there's still fire clinging to parts of the, uh, the like brass stem that's holding the wick up. Um, oh, wow. Like they're is some sort of chemical that's helping burn it, like the alchemy, uh, uh, alchemy that is um, seen in um, Castile. Ah, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I can contain it within the, uh, the enclosure of the lantern? Yes, you were able to light that lantern. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, close it, secure it. And you've got enough rays, I'm going to say that you, you're able to kind of like finagle with the rope to not get burned yourself but it's hot you don't want to spend a lot of time with it and so shout to somebody to help tie on something you throw it off the side and you can just see its glow burn down into the bay as it drops below the water and continues to burn well that was interesting briggs you are right next to him if you Uh, want to be uh just a general question Mm -hmm. did briggs notice the big explosion yes we didn't. We didn't mention it. We didn't. So we might just go back and and just after this, just. I would say. I would say that yeah, it's one of those. Be... 
you had known there was a fire at that manor, and then there was a sudden flare of light up the hill. Mm. Maybe where you were in the docks, you didn't hear cool. it as well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Your call. Understood. Thank you. You notice it as cool. well as you want. Wonderful. So you guys are there on the the, the deck of the ship? All right. At this point, kind of looking around, the, the ship is pretty secure, right? Need some repairs, but the... The flames the, are the flames are under control. There's still <clears throat> small bits that you're trying to, you know, the crew's trying to put out, but it's not like a it's the cleanup after. It's not Okay. Ah, Mr. Briggs. Didn't see you uh, there. Cap. <clears throat> we should uh, assemble part of the crew. Keep the rest uh, working, but point up the hill. I believe uh, Mr. Raza was up there. We need to go see what happened. As you point up the hill. Uh, you both kind of look that direction for a quick second as you hear the clip clop clip clop clip clop clip clop clip clop of a full-out galloping horse and the, like, dull whine of a man trying not to be completely satisfied by this scary beast. And he's kind of got this low, like, as you see Raza, you know, holding on for dear life. And as he gets close to the ship, he's like, Captain, how do you furl the sails on this thing? <laughs> and uh, grab the rain. <laughs> grabs the reins and like you see him tumble off like head first as oh, there's like the slide stop that Epos is doing My Lord. and Raza just he just flies for a second and then hits the ground and rolls and Epos turns around and co- goes back somewhere okay um I will I will jump off the ship and uh kind of rush to Raza and and help him to his feet. He's doing the whole wind knocked out of him, like waving his hand, trying to speak thing, you know. Okay. Not significantly injured, if I remember. No. Okay. Nah. Um, yeah, help him help him <laughs> to his feet. What happened? What, what he kinda he coughs. Why are you playing... riding a horse? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you riding that horse? <laughs> yes. That horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fire fire <laughs> the, mm. Electo, uh, <coughs> and he's pointing behind himself, back towards uh, where he came from. Hmm. Um, do, pe- do people need help? He kind of coughs and is nodding and shakes his head, like yes, but unsure. Okay, I am going to call one of the other crewmen to um, come over and, and uh, uh, help Raza. Take him to see uh, Doctor Samansky. Take take him away, Mister Briggs. I, I think I have a couple others. Do I have a couple others with me? Sure. Yeah, you can have who you want. Um, yeah, I probably s- a... say that Raza is going to try and pull after you, and we'll say that Dugald is who got pulled over. And yeah, there's no fighting Dugald. Uh, so <laughs> Raza gets drug off in his weakened state to the doctor. Okay. So I'm going to say Dugald is out at the moment, but otherwise, anybody else that you want to have, you've got there. Yeah, if I can have. Uh... Regular brute squad of crew, basically. Sure. Um, we will. Uh, I will lead the way, uh, rushing up the hill back to. Uh, well, follow Epos, basically. Okay. Yeah, Briggs. Briggs might have a bit more of a head start. Probably as soon as they came down, he was down there trying to help Raza. Okay. And as Epos turns around, he might try and follow, try and try and catch up to the horse. Hey, you spent a hero point for it. Your boots are still working. Does that help? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Are I'd you gonna say, try and catch on um, to Epos and ride the Epos? Uh, I'm. I might. <laughs> How does the Epos I'm, feel I'm about being to. caught on to? Epos and maybe does, does not like that at all. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a fan. <laughs> But, but Briggs is also kind of quick. Yeah, so I think You're this might also, be a contested role here, maybe. Huh? Uh, you huh? also have a dark passenger, which Epos doesn't <laughs> also nuts a lot like. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Logan just requested some bones. Yeah, I'm going to so. see some bones here. Uh, I think there is something for speed for both of you. Uh, Epos, mm-hmm. you're going to get an extra die because dark passenger. Hell yeah. Plus the usual first time rolling, flare, all of that jazz that you guys are trying mm-hmm. to do because this is silly. Let's let's see what you guys are choosing for your approaches here while out of the shadows comes Briggs to catch a ride. And Epos is <laughs> like, you did not sign up there, for There are the no app. free rides. You have not purchase this <laughs> lift ride. Uh I am Uber um, not Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know. I'll have you know. <laughs> what, what color? What color is Epos? Is it Uber Epos black? Epos is black as Jet night. Black. Yeah, there we go. Jet black. <laughs> Uber black, the luxury model. Uber, Uber black, but lugs the <laughs> the SL model. Oh God. Okay. So, so I think Briggs might might take this from a uh, finesse theft route. Um, in his in his knowledge, his past knowledge of of maybe pursuing people to steal things or God, this is, uh, this is, take down people. This is not a person, but, uh, though. <laughs> this is a horse. Hey, man. Hey, man. I mean, yeah, he does uh, eat. Hey, absolutely, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's 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 kind of calling on that past experience in in speed. So what you're saying is you've been a horse thief before mm. oh quite maybe oh boy that's interesting very sus yep <laughs> <laughs> briggs has many past lives okay okay <laughs> okay okay uh I-, I believe epos being a horse uh is but not like any horse he's a he's a very very smart horse mm-hmm. um he has people Unceremoniously dumped Raza because oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there is a uh, a viral video going around of a horse that refused to jump, and the rider just flipped and held onto the horse's face upside down. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, it's 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 hilarious, uh, and I just imagined that, but instead of Raza being quick enough to grab the horse's face, it just unceremoniously just flipped. <laughs> Fly right over, and then he just like clopped his hooves, turned, and bolted back towards Electo. Uh, I believe he's just going to run as hard and as fast as he can, and also realizes that there is urgency here. Uh, His no, his his rider is in terrible danger, and he must go help as quickly. And as uh, powerfully as possible, I guess. Uh, so yeah. he's he's still snorting and very angry and and battle ready because he is a war horse in this moment. Uh, and so I believe the approach is going to be uh, resolve and, and ride. Yeah. Or oh, okay. Or or athletics, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, would, I'm not sure how you built him. I would think I it's a athletics more likely, but if you if you intended ride to be his athletics or his running thing, then that makes sense. I'm, I'm not sure how he was. Yeah, he has uh, he has He's convinced notice ride warfare and weaponry. Okay, yeah, cool. Use the ride, then that makes sense because I don't yeah. know how the horse would ride, but that makes sense from his background. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do that. Oh, get my bones together. My bones together. We get any flare and some bonus stuff. Yep. Uh, first time and flare, and then there's the extra bonus for um, you know, you having a dark. Passenger uh, that mm -hmm. Epos gets, not you. So sorry, Briggs. Because <laughs> the whole animal, I mean, like, I, no, that's not right. I'm out of here. Ah, the fuck. Fuck Get that. away. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also kind of have a dark passenger, but you know. Uh, yeah. So I think that's four and no, three and three plus flare plus. Fucking get the hell away from me, you creepy ass dude. Yep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> two, whenever they are taking a risk in that background. Okay. Nice. I'm ready to roll bones. Bones it. Bones it. Bones. Get that good bones fully. Yeah. What is the reroll? Uh, if you have three ranks in the skill you're using, you can reroll one die. Which I do. That. Which I do. Okay. Do it up. Reroll that one. See how we doing. That that one turned into a six, so I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. Briggs has four raises with one extra. Okay. I'll buy that one. Um. Take a hero point, friend. Thank you. Electo, uh, not Electo, uh, Epos has <laughs> seven raises, one remainder. Okay, I'll buy that one as well. Okay, just straight contested rolls. It looks like Epos has won this situation. Yes. Um, Clearly. It's not... Epos, by the way, is not doing any damage to the, the un, you know, the... Just, just focus on speed, not trying to. Yeah, just someone. focusing yeah. on speed. So uh, I think it, it's more of like the contestion is he'll dart in between trees and leap a log suddenly <laughs> and just make it unruly to be ridden at the moment. Okay. So I'm almost <laughs> like, picturing it then that like we see Epo starting to turn around and run and out of the shadows we see Briggs come out and a hand touches the saddle and then it's like race gone, races races on like. Off to the races. Let's go. Yeah. And we see Briggs trying to pull on, pulls away. Briggs continues to run across the ground, tries to catch on. And there's like this little back and forth as you're twisting and running. And finally, Epos pulls away. Mm -hmm. uh, and Briggs it, might try, like, and, it, try and jump off trees to try and like land on the saddle. Yeah, and, you, you just miss nah, because Epos like, you know, turns his, his back end just at an angle where you, you just miss the saddle. Uh, and there's that moment that the camera catches of like, um, like in Lord of the Rings where, uh, Arwen is kicking the horse into gear and there's like that secondary pause as like we hear the horse intake a deep breath and then <sighs> double time it yeah. and it's just gone. <laughs> nice. In the dust. Yeah. Absolutely. Head down, snorting. And 
And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a danger point uh, against Briggs in this situation, mostly for comedic effect. Uh, but <laughs> as you you are flying along, you are doing the whole Legolas slash parkour, crouching tiger, jumping off of trees, running across the air combination with the boots. You take this big leap off of one tree. You think you're gonna get him, and that's when Epos takes off. And instead of stepping off the ground lightly, your boots stop, <gasps> and you hit the ground with a slap. Oh, oh. say you take a flesh wound. Shit. But you're closer than everybody else, so hey, there you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll probably just like brush it off, maybe pop his shoulder, and then then get back to it. And then, uh, yeah, as you as you are getting up, you you feel that shiver down your spine, that contempt that you felt earlier when you decided to climb instead. So we go back down to uh, the the pier and the, and the docks area, and running through the buildings, we see uh, Andreas with his brute squad of support, and maybe one of the one of the officers of the ship with you as well. I was almost picturing um, that helping you out is Thanasis, your lieutenant, third in command. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. So that young man, he's he likes his knives and whatnot, and he's just running next to you, and you got a little brute squad behind you. Uh, as you're heading up the hill, interrupt me if you have anything you wanted to do, but I'm just going to assume okay. that you get up towards the top, and like we said, there is the remnants of a garden in front of the ruins of a manor, and the weird part is the bits of greenery, though singed or, or uh, baked from the heat. There are little fluffs of green between both burn areas. You are there at the top with burnt wreckage and burnt branches and and pieces of uh, greenery things are still smoking there's fire around there's people running around with buckets king's guard there's king's servants at least half of said servants and guards are laid out from probably smoke inhalation and just general exhaustion some are being tended to by some of the guards others are still just focused on trying to take care of the fire though it's mostly contained they're just still trying to save what they can save what are you doing looking for survivors wounded okay i i lost track of sophia if i remember correctly yeah when, uh, when i ran to the ship so that is certainly somebody i'm going to be keeping an eye out for i okay. believe um, she was in the house like she went inside the manor yeah i think that's where that left mm-hmm. off so so um, let's have a moment here where as you're coming up and you're looking around you're looking for people you recognize you think sophia and that's when you look over and out of a like all that's left is a the arch of the door. We see Sophia walking out, kind of lifting up and carrying, you know, helping along, helping walk along uh, another like servant of the house in a scorched dress. And Sophia is, you know, in her battle regalia. I think that's how we left her, right? She had her, her yeah, Amazon's she had her, warf- her yeah, yeah, warf- Kingsguard stuff on. Yeah, um, sounds right. And she she's helping this person over away from the heat and the flames and looks up to you and sees you. I will rush over and, and help her, you know, take the other side of the person. Okay. She's helping. Perfect. And, uh, is there a doctor here? I, I believe over there. And she points okay. to where some of the other people are being tended. Okay. I will, will, will take, uh, take the servant that, that way and, okay. And help, help them find a place. You work, walk um, this person over and help set them down. You flag the doctor over, and uh, after this person's set down, 
Sophia goes to you, are, are you okay? I am fine. Are you okay? And she slaps you, like, hard. Oh. I'm better now. Mm-hmm. And she turns around oh, and shit. walks back towards where everybody else is. <laughs> Sophia, will you marry me? <laughs> Just kind of stand there frozen for a, for a long moment. The last time you talked to her was, you know, just as the stuff was blown up, and she was very like, hey, yeah, I haven't seen you for a while, everything's okay. And now yeah. it seems a little bit like reality set in a bit. And uh, yeah. 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 Um Okay. I we're gonna will... leave we're gonna leave the captain with that for a second, because you're thinking. <laughs> good, 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 yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. For the captain. What are you been doing around the manor? What are you looking for? Are you looking for people? Are you looking for things? Are you looking just to investigate because you weren't up here before? He's kind of just, you know, Cap said, go, go and go and check. So he's, you know, he was trying to find a, a quick way to, uh, to get there and go okay. check. So, um, he's just see, kind of observing everything, seeing what, uh, important parts are here because was he here for the initial, the initial what? The initial like exp- uh, uh, scene when I was was he there? No, he wasn't there. we Briggs lost was not sight there. of him uh, on the so way up the hill to the manor. He doesn't even know what happened to the manor. Anything? He doesn't know what happened. So this is all new to him. So yep. he's looking for all the important things. So from Briggs's uh, view, it just looks like a big ass house that got burnt. Uh, there was an ice garden here once. You you can tell there were trimmings of of richness here, but uh, you don't know what this place is yeah. directly aside from what was said. You've never seen this place before when okay. it's normal state. I'll just go to. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow the horse. If if Epos is Epos runs right into the center through mm-hmm. some like smoke and flames of the garden, braying like just making all sorts of noise. And there's a mm. little bit of smoke there that you kind of lose him in, but you can still see the general area he's going to. Yeah, I'll make my way that way. Okay. Um, and get a closer look. As you slip into the smoke, you hear a loud, resounding slap that we just all heard a minute ago. Yeah. And then oh, uh, yes. the smoke is Sla- thick, and it's the, the ground is still echoing. Uh, you can okay. still feel the warmth, and and it's weird because the warmth uh, again coming down like the finger of Theus himself. You see parts are burnt and parts are completely untouched. You see like one lily burnt over and heat wilted, but untouched, completely surrounded by everything that's burned around it and like a hedge that's fried and like a tree that has no leaves at all and is like still crackling with heat and flame inside of its trunk. And it's kind of a scene from hell in some ways with that just contrasts and flame. And as you're walking towards the center, uh, you hit an area that has not been touched by flame. There are two circles. One is maybe two foot in diameter, very small, like the size of a round shield. And another is about five feet in diameter. And that seems to be a little bit more controlled. And... The five-foot diameter has nothing in it. It is just clear, green, open grass. And the two-foot diameter is where you find Epos nestling and pushing a bundled-up pile of cloth in person. I will brush in. Okay. 
And as we rush in, following Briggs in, you can hear Epos, I would say, you know, making little horse noises and, and trying to lip at who's there. And uh, we see an unburnt, but completely freaked out Electo. Huh? Oh, okay. Um, and she's just huddled up in like a, a fetal position, basically. And the, oh, the greenery around yeah. her is just barely around her. Somehow, all of the flame that was here didn't hit her. Whatever. I'm so confused. Um, That's okay. Everybody I'm is. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, uh-huh. It's okay. I'm going to see. Uh, uh, um, hello? Uh, uh, talk to me. Talk to me. What's, what's going on? What's go- what happened? There's just the sounds of accelerated breathing um, as though Electo herself had run as fast as the horse just did. Uh, But she's just kind of huddled in this fetal position. Her, Her legs, her knees are up to her chest. And she is, you know, her arms are wrapped um so tightly around her head that it's really difficult to see her until you get super ridiculously close close enough that epos actually looks up at you and and kind of gives you a, a like back off kind of stare and and clamps his his teeth down at you uh but then immediately goes back to like gently nuzzling her and she is just breathing and speaking in Numenari, just this very soft, scared voice. Do you speak Numa? I have linguist, so yes. Okay. She is saying over and over and over again, the fires of the gods have burned me. Fires of the gods have burned me. Fires of the gods have burned me. Just over and over and over again. Uh, Briggs is going to immediately scoop her up, uh, put her on the back of Epos, and because Briggs is talking to animals a lot recently, <laughs> say, get her to the ship. You get touched, Electo, as Briggs is trying to lift you up. What is your reaction? Electo screams as if you have touched raw flesh. As if she, she screams as if she has been as burned as the world around her. As though her skin is charred. But she's not. And does this touch help Electo realize that she's not burned? I don't think so. I don't think I think she's so lost in in her own reality that mm-hmm. she doesn't even realize that she's not hurt yet. Okay. But I think the sudden touch of it um it probably like your hands probably cooler than the world around her so it probably did shock her. Oh right, yeah, yeah. But but it triggered it into immediate pain response instead of comforting response. And Epos kind of shoves you a little bit with his nose until he realizes you're trying to be helpful. But he's definitely given off that attitude of like, do not fuck with my person. 
he kind of doesn't care that Epos is trying to push him away because he's trying to help her. Sure. Uh, in all reality. So he's going to just kind of push through and get her on this horse. Okay. As you pick her up or you lean down to pick her up again, you're fighting her response. You're fighting Epos's response. And holy shit, uh, if dirt could burn, that ground is hot. Hot yeah. right there. Hmm. How yeah, do you deal with the risks here? He wishes he was wearing his, his lighter cloak. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How are you going to deal with the risks here of, of trauma responses, protective horse, and burning earth? He's going to be a bit hesitant okay. when he goes to do things. He, he did just come off a bit of a fight. Yep. So he is a bit physically hurt, and he, he's kind of flinchy. Okay. But I think he, 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 he's going to laser focus that I'm going to help this person. Cool. Go ahead and roll something for that risk. I will probably go with a... Even not great with resolve, but I'll go with resolve. Okay. Um, to kind of push, kind of physically push through some of that pain. Okay. And... Probably in in athletics. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be my best role. Well, we got some flair. We got um, some first time. That's a couple dice. That's a couple dice there. Yeah. Let me see. I think uh, after the initial shock of uh, finding his writer in the state that she's in and, you know, having felt your presence as uh, malicious before, or maybe not malicious, but definitely something unwelcomed. Um, I think after seeing that you are trying to be as careful as possible and as quick as possible because the fucking ground's hot here, um, <laughs> Epos is going to help you. Begrudgingly. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Uh, so I'm going to spend a hero point and give you uh, three extra dice on Epos's behalf. Ooh. Oot. Wonderful. Thank you, Epos. So and by and by doing that, I think he's uh he's walking on his uh on his elbows and knees just to get as close to her as possible so you have less less area to move her. Mm. Okay. Understood. Briggs has the hubris loyal. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this would apply. Sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so I will also gain a hero point. Like it. Bones. Bones. Four raises with one extra. Okay. I will buy that extra because I always need more danger. You can have another hero point. No. And Thank you. I'm going to immediately spend one of those danger points. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. So how would you like to spend your raises? Obviously, one's got to be for lifting up. Yep. So that one is going for lifting. You didn't skip leg day. Good. Did not yeah. skip leg day. Also, <laughs> Electo's very light. Truth. Yeah. Um, I will spend, what, um, are there any, is there anything extra? Do we have any opportunity? There's an opportunity, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll spend one for that opportunity. Okay. And then the 
ground around you starts to actually like spurt little bits of flame as you're lifting up. As soon as Electo is on Epos's back, Epos is gone with a mm-hmm. bit of a scream. Yeah. Not like a like a bad scream, but like a yeah, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't have clothes to protect himself. He has hooves and fur and aggression. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> spite. <laughs> spite. Uh, so he's gone, and you are left there. Uh, you kind of get a little bit burned. So um, I was going to change, you know, what would be a couple wounds into a dramatic wound, uh, but you can spend your remaining to bring that down a little bit. What would what would one raise do for me with that? Uh, one for one. So instead of five wounds to make it a dramatic, it would be it would be four. Okay, for one and raise. then I might I might spend that I might spend that last raise to soak a little bit more damage. Okay, so you're down to three. Cool. Um, as the flames burst up around you and are kind of cutting you off a little bit, you notice uh, in the other circle that is untouched, it's like this this weird moment of clarity when you should be focused on your own safety that you kind of like look up and see Ori is freaked out but staring directly at the ground and you look where he's looking and you see there's a depression where there might have been something laid down in the grass and then there's footsteps away. And you realize the footsteps, like the feet themselves, are too big. And too avian? Reptilian? Not human. What? <clears throat> okay. And, and yeah, you kind of get burnt by the flames a little bit. And you can tell that parts of the garden are flickering with flame and heat and smoke around you. It feels a little disorienting. I'm sorry. Is that I'm going to... Fucking dragon. What? Uh, don't... Uh. <laughs> I'm getting away from here at this moment. A bite. Uh, because there's there's a more fire, and I don't want to deal with that right now. <laughs> so you start dodging out and getting out of there, and the camera whips around to Andreas, standing there with a very red cheek. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of. I just imagine the camera is like slowly panning out of Andreas's face and it's still that shock <laughs> of getting slapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a oh, 45 man. second pan of us just reveling in the fact that Andreas just got slapped. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of work my jaw a little bit, probably have the hand-shaped red mark on my, oh, yeah. on my cheek. Finally, I'll just kind of shake my head and I'm going to turn and just start helping people just you know going back to uh you know securing this location making sure you know everybody that needs help is getting help okay um, making sure the fires are out check back in with uh with briggs and the crew briggs is uh, looking a little more singed than he was a minute ago and just a little, just a little bit yeah you need to be careful when you're, you're dealing with fires mr briggs but, uh, yes sir what uh what is how is what is the status what's going on <clears throat> you see briggs just goes from looking at you to to looking away for a second and then looking down at the ground and scratching his head <sighs> i've seen a lot of weird stuff the last couple of days cap uh, but this one might be the the the, the strangest Oh, uh, he's gesturing from where he came to that little ring of fire. And he goes, when you get a moment, you might take a look. Show me. Um, sure. He'll walk him over. 
and uh, kind of look down at that area. Is it still there? The protected green area? Yeah, like the footprints? Yeah, you, you walk in, and it's harder to see at this moment, but yeah, you can still find them. You can kind of you know outline it there. There's mm-hmm. more ash and soot covering up the area. I mean, it's it's rough, but there are two distinct circles, one about two foot around and one about five foot, or sorry, two foot across and five foot across. And uh, uh, the the five foot across is what Briggs is pointing you to. Oh, what is that? And you see that depression of like a body you may have laid down on the grass and some very unique footprints leaving it. It's hot here, though. Hmm. That's yeah, you can't stay long, I assume, but no. you can get a good look and step away. Do you recognize those footprints? No, <clears throat> no, unfortunately not. But it seems fairly strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> fall in the strange category. That is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I am assuming our nemesis was taken away from here. Oh, well. For right now, we should focus on the survivors, make sure everybody is uh, getting care that uh, needs care, uh, make sure that no further damage is being done, and we can proceed from there. So, look around again. Uh, is everything, again, is everything pretty well contained? And Yeah, it's mostly controlled. Uh, you're seeing that the, the fire wagon that was brought up with water and stuff like that has is being carted off as another one is being pulled up. And, and basically, it's just shitloads of water and buckets and one big, like, keg that has some sort of a pump mechanism on it pulled hmm. by an ox. Nice. So, not very fast, but... Any more of that chemically induced fire that doesn't seem to be going out? Ooh, good question. So we had established that there were some other fuses and things that were found showing that the burn at the house was something of arson, I believe, Mm -hmm. in the episodes that Zach was running. So uh, as you go back to those places that you had seen previously where there was some sort of accelerant used, you can see the bit of residue and you can see that two of them have that, but not all of the spots. And what it is is you can see some sort of flakes of a white metal powdery sort of thing. I mean, it's it's as white as chalk is what it looks like. Those bits are still burning, but there's nothing they're catching on to because everything around it has burned out. Gotcha. Yeah, I will I will wave wave uh, Briggs over and say, do you recognize that? Um, sadly, explosives aren't my thing either. Uh, <laughs> I've got many crimes, but that's not one of them. Sorry. <laughs> that's not one. Didn't get into that one. Sorry. Um, well, we have a sample from the ship as well. I'm hoping it's more science than magic, but uh, something we may have to be on the watch for in the future. More science than magic, right? <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah, watch um, out for that science. <laughs> Good. Well... Take charge here. Make sure everything is uh, finished up. Um, I need to deal with something else, if you will excuse me. Right, Cap. And where can I find you after this? Once everything is secure here, uh, meet back at the ship. Okay. And I, I am going to go hunt down Sophia. 
as you walk away from the the main part of the manor that you were checking out, you see a detachment of basically two units of King's Guard surrounding an old man in flowing stately robes and a iconic crown on his head. Okay, surrounding him protectively. Yes. I <gasps> okay. And uh, and you see. can see that he's got like tears in his eyes, but not letting tears flow. Oh. And there's just like this this weight to him as he's he's looking around. Oh. Yeah, you know this is uh, the the king of this town, since Numa is a place that has many kings, um, usually connected to each of the the towns. This is the king of mm-hmm. Tyrion, which is kind of considered the king of all of Numa, but or Numen. Gotcha. Well, I guess uh, priorities are priorities. I will, uh, I will approach non-threateningly and uh, bow and and uh, Her Majesty. I am Andreas, Captain of Dionys Cleos, at your service, Her Majesty. Ah, uh, thank you. And he looks back to his manor, and we fade from you for a second to check in on Alecto, as we hear. <laughs> From darkness, the clip-clop of hooves on hard ground, but not not pavement. And you can feel horse fur under your hands and the feeling of a nightmare receding from you. I think there's several deep breaths. Um, in that strange kind of nightmare, that weird camera trick where we're seeing... Like she's lifting up and looking at the world, but she's seeing something else. In that strange kind of in-between space, we see, uh, if you'll allow me, we see the seconds before the Inferno. Ooh, We yes. see mm. her, from her point of view, grabbing Raza and switching places with him. Her diving off of the saddle to stand where he stood. And the horse bolts off. And what the camera couldn't see in that moment was Electo had an arrow in her hand. And when she switched places with Raza, she dove at the woman that Raza was facing off against. Um, Okay. Because mechanically, this was all for the parting shot advantage. (laughs) And I'm showing the camera when that moment happened. When she dove off the horse, she stabbed that arrow deep into this woman, like into the side of her neck to really just not only overtake her with the force of the blow, but using the momentum from the horse to hopefully stop her from casting her spell. Nice. And we don't see what happens afterwards because there's just a gout of red hot flame that covers mm. the camera's face. And we come back to the moment and Electo gasps and, and clamps down on Epos's fur and and realizes oh, oh shit, I'm writing. Oh fuck. And and grabs the reins and we see from as her hands come out from the, the cloak uh, to fully be in view, we see that there's like dried blood on her hands uh, from from that impact, and uh, some splintered edges of the you know clutching the arrow head shaft so tightly. 
Uh, and she she grabs the reins and she and she halts Epos because he's just dashing madly through the countryside. Um, and she grabs the reins and halts him and takes a deep breath and and finally just takes stock of where the fuck she is. I like that. And where is she? Where would Epos take her? I, what did Briggs say? Take her to the ship. Did he give a command? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Epos was headed for the docks. I don't know if he... I don't think if he knows exactly what ship, but he's assuming it's the same ship that Raza was at, so he's just kind of, He's at the docks now. And all of a sudden, she's just there. So just, the clip-clop that we heard was transitioning from dirt onto regular cobblestone from a side alley in a warehouse area, and then we see the dock, we see the smoking ship, and people scurrying about, and that's where you come to. And yeah. I would cut there for the scene, but we're going to mm -hmm. go for a little after credits moment as mm -hmm. we find ourselves in the woods, and we hear a juicy, fleshy <laughs> of something being ripped out of skin. And we look over the shoulder of some large person, maybe? They'd have to be, like, giant size, you know, larger than, than normal people by a mm -hmm. couple feet. And in some sort of an old, like, almost robe or blowing garment of black silk. Up against a tree in this dark forest with blood running down the front of her neck and covering her shirt is Vittoria, who had just been stabbed by Electo not long ago. We see a almost purple flesh hand that's way too long in the fingers, claws sticking out from where fingernails should be. We hear it rasp in as her eyes flicker open and her hand goes to her neck. I am not done with you yet. Holy shit. And that's where we cut. Fuck Logan! <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Logan's been doing the creepy here recently. Mm, yeah! And ooh! Damn, boy! <laughs> ooh! Um, with that being said... Okay! Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode. We're gonna need a break after that one because yep. we all have to process <laughs> uh -huh. things. Yes. <laughs> Together and individually. So we're, we're gonna go do that. And Logan, fuck you. No. <laughs> yes, Logan, piss yes. off. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Logan! It was wonderful. Thank you for running us through through the story. Um, we're all excited for the next one. So, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll Tune in next there. time for more creepy adventures. If you made it to the end of the episode, I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you like what we do here, head over to our Facebook page, give us a like, and share this podcast with somebody you know. It would help us out a bunch. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>